welcome to another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I am your host, Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff, co-hosting with me every week now for the last however many weeks you've been here, I don't know. Uh, Evan Leepak, Goshen <laughs> News Sports Reporter. Uh, I don't know either. It's kind of been at least eight, I think, nine maybe. Um, definitely eight weeks. We got through the winter. Um, we got through the winter sports season this past weekend. Uh, we were both down in... Newcastle, Indiana, at the historic Newcastle Fieldhouse. And uh, Northwood Boys Basketball was playing some regional action down there. And they had a pretty eventful day, uh, to say the least. And uh, let's talk about it, I guess, right? That's what we do on this podcast, I think, right? Let's talk about sports. <laughs> on sports. the Go News Sports Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just go. I think we should do this in just chronological order of games, uh, which is probably easier. Um Northwood in the morning game, regional semifinal, playing the Trojans, the host to Newcastle Trojans. Uh, we're down seven points at halftime, but rallied in the second half, ended up actually taking a seven-point lead late in the game before they held on to win 44-42. to uh, Cade Brenner for Northwood was absolutely sensational, 27 points for him in that game. And uh, I know you and I, like I said, we were both down there. Uh, I remember – uh, you know, at halftime, feeling like, you know, the scoreboard says Northwood is not out of this game. They didn't feel like they were in that game, though, at least through the first 16 minutes. And then, sure enough, they turned it around and, and were able to prevail. That was a pretty – it was a pretty – it felt like a 10 a.m. game. I don't know I don't know about you, but it felt like a 10 a.m. game to me. So It felt like they were sleepwalking, <laughs> still sleeping in beds. They were dreaming about their pillows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it definitely looked that way. They looked – I wouldn't say not prepared – for the, in the first half, just more along the lines of they weren't all the way revved up. They weren't ready to go necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it was tougher with Newcastle playing at home. They had more f- – I mean, Northwood traveled pretty well, but it was clear that Newcastle had a bit more fans Yeah, than it was Northwood. probably like – I would say like 65-35 probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, Northwood had a good contingency, but Newcastle's at home, so they had much more fans. And that was evident in the regional final later that night. You could tell like where the Newcastle fans were in the first game compared to where Leo fans weren't in the second game. So, right. Um, so yeah, it uh, definitely got louder whenever Northwood was on offense. But good for them for for getting through that. Um, I think they really benefited from Newcastle's like slow offensive pace. Like mm-hmm. they they didn't really get up and down. They didn't really make as many shots as they could have. So that helped Northwood only losing by seven at halftime, 2013. And then good halftime adjustments by Aaron Wolf to kind of get his guys ready. Yeah. Get his guys going. Uh, a lot of – they really revved up the pressure and the physicality. Mm-hmm. And that's that – that started making more shots, and that was the difference. Right. Defensive pressure – the defensive pressure they put on was, was really key. You know, they were doing a – they weren't doing like a full-on full-court press, but they were doing like a full-court pressure of like, you know, guarding the inbounds play and then making making that guy earn his way up the court. It wasn't like they were trapping or anything, but they were definitely putting that pressure on uh, Newcastle, and it worked. And obviously, when you got a guy like Brenner too, who was just in a in a zone that game, he was eight eleven eight of eleven from the field, you know, twenty seven points, made his free throws down the stretch, um, you know that. That also obviously helps a lot um, when you got a kind of an alpha male in a sense where he's just going to take the ball and he's going to score uh, mm-hmm. no matter what. So, um, so that was a good win for them in the morning, obviously, and it had advanced them to the regional final against Leo. And you and I had seen Leo, 
you know, just for a little bit when they played Mississippi in the regional semifinal and Leo looked gigantic against Mississippi. It felt like Leo was going to maybe run over the Panthers in the second game. Um, and they were trying to. Leo was trying to, at least for the first three quarters. They actually ended up building the lead up to 11 with 6-10 remaining, but then Northwood made a furious, furious rally down the stretch. Mm. Um, brought the deficit to within one. Uh, Brenner nailed a three in the corner with 11 seconds left. Um, and they only had four fouls, so they had to foul three times. That's probably a big element of that's lost in that is they had to foul three times um, to set up what will be talked about in Napanee and in the Elkhart <laughs> County area for a long, long time. Um 6.2 seconds left. Leo steps to the free throw line. Kid misses. Brenner grabs the rebound, runs all the way down the court. Appears to go up for the game-winning layup. A whistle blows for a foul. The layup goes in. Northwood fans and parents and the coaches, coaches players, everyone's going ecstatic. It looks like Brenner has just made an and-one layup to give them the lead, potentially making another free throw to seal it, and give them a two-point lead. And the referee uh, decides to call the foul on the floor. Um, waves the shot off. 1.3 seconds left in the game. And uh, Northwood, after a timeout, had one last play. It was a good defensive play by Leo to force Brenner to the baseline. Had a mm-hmm. tough angled shot. Went off the side of the backboard. And, and that was the end of the game. Um, but the foul will... As I said in my column, the foul that will live on in Northwood infamy. Um, Evan, what are your thoughts on it? Um, well, first of all, you feel terrible for Cade because, you know, obviously he did everything he could on Saturday to will his team to a regional championship. Um, the whole team really did. I mean, like I said, you said they're down double digits. Not a lot of time left. It seemed like, oh, this is the end. Leo's going to kind of put it away here, but uh, credit to them because they fought back against a good team. Like like you said, we watched Leo play Mississippi earlier, mm-hmm. and they won by 30, 30 or 40? 36. 36. 79 to 43. They scored yeah. over 80 points. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So <laughs> Obviously, Ole Miss's defense was really bad. It was atrocious, and Northwood's <laughs> a lot better defensively. Yeah. But at the time, you're looking down there, and you're thinking, how, is, how does Northwood have a chance at all in this game? Mm-hmm. So really – Honestly, credit to them because they weren't they weren't scared. They didn't back down at all from Leo, who had a couple big guys, but they got physical with him, and they mm-hmm. didn't really do as much as they yeah. could have. Shut down them, low. shut those big guys down in the second half. It was really impressive to watch how the, you know, these two guys for Leo, they're both six six and like two thirty, two forty, did a lot of damage in the first half, but they did nothing in the second half. So kudos to them for shutting those guys down in the second half. Ian Rosh, Cooper Weens, guys like that playing that post-defense and really slowing him down. Yeah, Exactly. As far as the foul goes, um, obviously up to that point, they only had four fouls. seemed like they were swallowing the whistle throughout the game. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you swallow the whistle in that particular mm-hmm. you know, instance, especially with a foul that's not egregious at all. At all. So mm-hmm. that, in, in, that, in that, that point of the game, where we are, we're at the regional final, you just got to swallow your whistle and let the players play, in my opinion. And it didn't make matters any better the fact that the whistle was like at least a second and a half late. Right. So that made that made everything look worse at that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they still had a chance with 1.3, but their hands are kind of tied with 1.3 seconds on an inbounds pass. So right. 
Yeah, it's tough. It is what it is. But they, like you said, they only lose one senior. They'll be back next season, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. The the I yeah the to me it's just everything you said is kind of what I wrote about uh, in the Monday Monday edition of the Goshen News and online at goshenews.com/sports <laughs> plugs. Um, yeah. To me, Leo didn't have a foul called against him in the entire third quarter. Um, and they only had 14 fouls at that point, like you mentioned, with, with five seconds left. So, obviously, this game was being – the refs decided to let the players decide the game, essentially, on the floor. There was probably a couple fouls that could have been called either way that weren't during that second half. Um, so, obviously, again, like, we're going to let the players decide the game, but essentially what the referees agreed to. Um, in the second half. So for that foul to be called where he, I mean, the guy touches him on the arm, like barely, like Brenner is trying to go past him. And the kid from uh, Leo, Aiden Rubel, I believe is how you say his name, slaps him on the arm. And there, there is a foul. Like there's contact. Like there was contact on that play. Like we've seen photos where it looks pretty obvious. There was some contact and you know, but how do you call that in that moment? How do you, with, with three seconds left in the regional championship game, as the kid is driving all the way to the lane to, to win it? So, I, to me, I just, I don't know how that's called. I don't know how that's called. Um, unless he got hacked. Like, unless it was, like, a shove or, you know, tripped on purpose. Like, mm-hmm. a flagrant foul. It has to be flagrant in that moment for me to call it. Like... So, and because we saw the same thing happen a week prior in the sectional semifinal, Brenner might have hit the hand of Wallace's Colin Roberson on a layup with one second left. It's a three point game. If they call that foul, Roberson steps to the line to tie the game, potentially send it to overtime. So, they didn't call it though. Brenner, Brenner, there was almost more contact on the Brenner play against Wallace than there was on Brenner against Leo. And Mm -hmm. And the trailing ref calling it two. Wasn't great, probably. The referee who had a clearest view of it didn't blow a whistle. It was a guy from behind who maybe that obscures his vision a little bit. Maybe he thought it was a more of a foul than it was. I don't know, man. To me, it just it just didn't – it shouldn't have been called. It shouldn't have been called. And the fact that the whistle came late, again, didn't help because you hear the whistle as he's going up for the layup. So you're in your mind, it's a continuation or it should be an and one. And really, the foul happened around the three-point line. It was kind of just inside the three-point line, you know, the, the elbow range, right, 18 feet out from the rim. Mm-hmm. And so, in theory, they should have had another second, added, at least one more second added at the clock. You know, the referees. I know you can't. I know you can't review things in high school sports, but in the Newcastle game, there was like supposed to be after. Uh, I think it was after a Newcastle. Uh, basket like the clock stopped for some reason and Northwood was like hey like why did the clock stop the clock doesn't stop in high school unless there's a timeout like there's not like oh shot goes in with a minute left and you know under a minute left it stops so the ref they they stopped playing like got took two seconds off the clock went from 6.9 to 4.9 on the clock which is huge for you know Northwood you're trying to preserve a lead two less seconds right so why couldn't we just get back together? Why couldn't the referee that called the whistle be like, hey, like, 
the foul probably occurred around like 2.5 or 2.3 even, just add one more second. And then maybe Northwood has a better chance to get a better shot off, draw up a better play maybe. Not that it was a bad play design necessarily from Northwood at the end, but a better play design, one more second to do something, maybe set another screen, get a guy open, anything. Um, just a gut punch, man. Like that's, that's the whole feel. I think that was the sentiment kind of at the end. It was just like, man, like – you literally see the ball go in to win the regional championship and it gets taken away from you. Demoralizing. Yeah. Demoralizing yeah. for sure. Uh, Aaron Wolf was, you know, darn near in tears. Uh, you know, darn talk- near. What? <laughs> you said darn near. Darn near. Were you allowed to say that? I can't. <laughs> I don't know what the what the rules are uh, for uh, half curse words on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, so... You know, and obviously you're going to be emotional anyway when your season comes to an end. Like it's especially in a in a game like that. Like if they had lost by ten, even I'm sure he still would have been emotional afterwards. But to lose it that way, man, that's just painful, like painful. So uh, you know, it doesn't take anything away from their season. They had a great season, uh, sectional champs, regional finalists. You know, and like you mentioned, they only have one senior graduating at Ben Vincent, so they have everyone. Coming back, in theory, they should have a pretty, you know, good chance to win the sectional again next year. Obviously, teams like West Noble and Wallace will be there as well. But, you know, on paper, Northwood has a lot to be excited about for these next two years uh, with Brenner and Rosh both coming back and having two more years. And um, even guys like Jamar Jackson next year um, coming back for his senior year. And, uh, you know, so... You know, good season, good season for them, of course, but just an excruciating, excruciating way to, like, go out in that situation and under those circumstances. Would have been fun to see them go up against uh, St. Joseph. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Cause especially because Northwood played St. Joe earlier in the year and only lost by, like, five or six. So it would have been interesting to see them try to go against South Bend St. Joe again with J.R. Kisniski. Uh, you know, playing the way he's playing right the pride now. Pride of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the this the the semi-state games over at Elkhart's Northside Gym are uh, the two A game between Blackford and Blackhawk Christian. Blackford has Luke Brown going for three thousand career points, which could be you know pretty historic moment. And Blackhawk Christian has just loaded this year. They should Blackhawk should win, but Blackford will give them everything they can. They can. You know, of course. Mm-hmm. And then the other one over there is South Bend St. Joe and Leo in the 3A games. So, uh, yeah, that's it for uh, winter sports season uh, for Goshen News coverage area. Evan, you survived your first half winter. You, I'll go two-thirds winter. You came in in January, so no, it's probably about half. Half a winter. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Congratulations. Pretty bad for a few weeks, at least it was pretty bad. But <laughs> overall, it hasn't been that bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy covering the basketball? It's 49 other states. I don't know if you knew that. We went to the Hall of Fame on Friday and were reminded in 49 other states, it's just basketball. But this is Indiana. So you, you, you covered about 20, 30 basketball games. Did you, did you feel the difference? I would say probably, yeah. I would agree with that. It's a good political answer. Yeah. I would. I mean, <laughs> it is basketball is basketball, but the way it's played and the way people talk about it, and not I wouldn't say worship it, but kind of worship it. You know, mm-hmm. here it's uh, it's definitely different. And I love basketball already. I've always loved basketball. I played it in high school and stuff. So it's been a fun to be able to be a part of that the last couple months. 
mm-hmm. sad that it's over, but we have other sports to look forward to now, I guess. Yep. So. High school spring sports season, as of now, is on. I know at this time last year it wasn't, so pretty grateful to have it. Um, at least from our coverage area, we have some track starting – Excuse me. Starting up on Tuesday, next Tuesday, the twenty third. Uh, softball can also start up that week, and then on the 29th, you can start up baseball, golf, baseball, boys golf, and I think girls tennis can start that day as well. Um, a lot of teams play, you know, uh, these couple weeks, and then they have a week off. The first full week of April after Easter um, is a week where no one really plays for spring break, and then like April tenth. So when we start really getting back up and there's some games on that Saturday, April 12th, that Monday, full steam ahead, man. Here we go. Spring sports. So we'll have a uh, spring sports preview coming on uh, in the March 26th edition of the Goshen News. And we'll have those stories posted up online as well from that preview. Uh, so check them out. Yeah, more plugging of things. Um, speaking of things we need to plug, we will uh, get to that here as we – have reached March Madness, Evan. We have reached the NCAA tournament. Happy Selection Sunday, which we went through on Sunday. Uh, the brackets came out. Mizzou got robbed. It's okay. Um, well, not robbed in the sense we made the tournament, but um, <laughs> yeah, drew a nine seed against Oklahoma with the winner playing Gonzaga. So, you know, terrible, terrible draw if you're a Mizzou fan, but it's going to be cool to play Oklahoma again. So, haven't played them in a couple years. Obviously, since leaving the Big 12, so um, yeah, the Tigers match up well with Gonzaga, huh? Do you think that? No, no, <laughs> no one really matches up well with Gonzaga right now. So yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, so um, you know, we decided let's uh, maybe unveil our Elite Eight, Final Four championship picks here. Uh, we won't go through the whole bracket, obviously, and uh, if you want to go through the whole bracket, here's where we come with the plug. Uh, we are hosting, doing it again, the 2021. Goshen News NCAA Tournament Reader Contest. You can sign up online uh, on our website, goshennews.com. If you scroll down a little bit down the page, kind of towards where you find the sports and the sports podcasts, uh, there's a big block on the right side of the page that says NCAA Tournament Reader Contest with a basketball on it. Click on that, and you can enter. Uh, top prize gets 100 bucks. That's pretty cool. Um, or you can mail in your bracket. We've... Uh, put the full bracket in the Monday, March uh, 6th, 15th print edition of the Goshen News. So you can find that. You can come into our office and buy a paper and if you want to fill it out. Or if you have that paper just lying around from Monday, fill it out. Mail it in by the 19th and uh, you're good to go. You're in the bracket challenge. So $100 top prize. It's not bad. Um, and bragging rights throughout the greater Elkhart County area. So That was a good plug. Pretty cool. Thank you. I, it's almost like I, I didn't even write that down. It felt like an ad read, but it I didn't did. write it down. That's what, oh, that's speaking what of that. ads, it's presented by Bill's Heating Incorporated. Boom. So there you go. Bill's Heating Incorporated is sponsoring the Bracket Challenge this year. Uh, we love those guys. They sponsor a lot of things for us, which is very exciting. So thank you, Bill's Heating Incorporated, for doing that. Thanks for keeping us warm, Bill. Yeah, it's very warm in this building right now. I don't know if that's Bill's doing, but I appreciate it. So Especially because it was like 30 degrees on Monday. Uh, so let's just pick our Elite Eight games and uh, Final Four and all that stuff. So uh, do you want us to kick it off, Evan? What are, you, what are your Elite Eight matchups, and who do you have advancing to the Final Four? In the West region, my Elite 
eight matchup is Gonzaga and Iowa. And then down the East region, it's Florida State and Texas, Midwest, Illinois, West Virginia. And then the South is Purdue and Ohio State. And then I have Ohio State beating Purdue, Illinois beating West Virginia, Texas beating Florida State, and Gonzaga beating Iowa for the Final Four. And then I have Gonzaga and Illinois in the national championship with Illinois winning the whole thing. So. Wow. You know I went to Mizzou, right? Yeah. I can't pick. I can't believe you picked Illinois in front of my face. Unbelievable. I'm just a really big fan of Illinois. Can't help it. They just have they have great guard play, and they've got guys down low that can be really physical. Yeah. So And just, that, that matches up the best with Gonzaga with what they have. Mm-hmm. So. The, sum- the sumo and uh, Coburn are pretty pretty dangerous one-two punch, but mm-hmm. never forget Mizzou beat Illinois this year. Um, somehow. I think Illinois was losing. Didn't have somebody, I think. Nope, they had everybody. I watched the game. I don't know about that. Bragging rights. <laughs> Bragging rights. We won three in a row over Illinois, not to brag. Um, okay. Well, there you go. Illinois over well, Gonzaga. Who's, who's going to go further in the NCAA tournament, though? I mean, Mizzou's, Mizzou got a better draw. <laughs> also, Mizzou didn't lose six of nine down the stretch. That also would have helped. Um, I have no. I, I, I picked Mizzou to win their first round game over Oklahoma, but I do not have them beating Gonzaga. So the Gators got a pretty good seed. I, I picked Florida to beat Virginia Tech, but I don't have them beating Ohio State. Yeah, uh, me, and neither. I, me neither. I'm I'm a realist. And yeah. and publisher Trisha Johnston, I picked her St. Bonaventure Bonnies to beat LSU in the first round, but I do not have them beating Michigan in the second round. So I have us all being happy for at least the first weekend or the first days of the tournament, and then by the end of the weekend we'll all be sad, and that's fine. We're probably gonna be sad by the first day. Yeah, well, Mizzou plays Saturday night, so, like, I could delay the inevitable, That's which is great. So, you um, can enjoy the tournament for a little bit until, <laughs> you know, your, your team loses at the end anyway, of Saturday. Anyway, my picks, I'm going with over in that West region, Gonzaga over Iowa uh, in the bottom left, which is the, what is the bottom left? East. East. I, I don't remember, like, they're calling them West, South, East. What north and they're all it's all in Indianapolis, so I don't know why they're calling them that still. But why change it up? I guess you know. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take Alabama over Michigan in that uh, Elite Eight matchup. Top right, which is the Midwest. Top right, what's top right, Evan? You have the bracket. It's the South. South. I didn't write down the regions. I just wrote down my picks. Um, gotcha. I have Ohio State over Purdue in the Elite Eight matchup. We have the same. Yes. Same elite. And elite. then the Midwest down below, I, this is my, my kind of my chaos one. I've got Oklahoma State over San Diego State, four over six in the Elite Eight wow. on that side, uh, which sets up a final four of Gonzaga over Alabama, and then Ohio State over Oklahoma State. And in my championship game, I've got Gonzaga winning 73-66 over Ohio State. I know it's chalk to pick Gonzaga. They're the number one overall seed. But okay. I like I'm a I'm a sucker for history, and so I love to see them win out and be undefeated. It'll be the first undefeated champion since 1976, Indiana. Um, I picked Kentucky a couple years ago when they were undefeated, and you know wanted to see them win it. They obviously got to the Final Four and lost to Wisconsin that year. Um, but I mean, it'd be cool to see an undefeated national champion. You don't you know we've never seen that obviously in our lifetimes. Uh, so. You know, Gonzaga, they're my pick. And they're, they're really good, obviously. And uh, maybe they finally can break through. This team, this has been a, a quote-unquote mid-major program, you know, for 15, 20 years that has been consistently in the tournament and ranked as a high seed. 
they got to the championship game a couple of years ago, lost to UNC. Um, maybe this is it. Maybe this is finally their year in this unprecedented times. Uh, played the whole tournament in Indianapolis, and maybe Gonzaga wins it. So give me the Zags over the Buckeyes, 73-66 to 66 in the championship game. Not going to happen. Great analysis, Evan. <laughs> I'm glad you are – you're here for that. The so. Illinois Gonzaga championship game is going to be very high scoring, I think. It'll be in the 80s. You got Illinois like 85 to 82 over Gonzaga. Wow. Both those teams can score. So. Can't believe you picked Illinois. It's unfortunate. Have you seen Illinois play? Yes, I've watched Illinois play. <laughs> so. They're pretty good. <laughs> I, t- I took Oklahoma State to beat them in the Sweet 16, though. I don't know. I just got a hunch, got a feeling about the I Cowboys. Love, I mean, I like Cade Cunningham a lot, but no. I. I don't think he's going to do enough. I think like a lot of these games are going to be close. It's really hard. Like a lot of yeah. those coin flips, 50-50 games, even a lot of the like first round games like with 4-13s and 5-12s and mm-hmm. stuff like that, those matchups. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it's complete yeah. chaos. It this, almost feels like every tw- it feels like every 12 could be a 5 this year. Mm-hmm. Georgetown is a 12. They're playing Colorado as a 5. You got Winthrop playing Villanova. Like Nova's kind of struggling. Winthrop's a really dangerous 12. Um, there's a couple other ones. I don't, I don't get. I don't have the full bracket in front of me. But Creighton, UCSB. Yeah, Santa Barbara, the Gauchos yeah. over Creighton. And that feels like a game that USB, UCSB should win. And then I forgot what the other 12-5 Tennessee, is. Oregon State. Yeah. Well, Oregon State could beat Tennessee. That's not a, that wouldn't surprise me. If they don't but have Fulkerson, yeah. I picked Tennessee to win just because, I don't know, Oregon State kind of rallied to win you know, the Pac-12. But I don't know. That it, was my honestly, same reasoning for Georgetown. All 12s could win. There's, that's not like out of the realm of possibility. All 12s could win this year. So you, you and I were talking about this before we started, just like how crazy this bracket is this year because it just feels wide open. Like it, Honestly, I could be talked into like five, ten teams winning it this year mm-hmm. at least. So one of them not Mizzou, unfortunately. I didn't but. make these picks, but I'm just saying watch out. Don't be surprised if these are close games. Okay. The three fourteen Arkansas Colgate and mm-hmm. the two fifteen Houston Cleveland State. I'm you're big. Saying, you're big on the Vikings. I'm just saying, watch out. Well, bro. Colgate could score hundred points. That's the thing. That's Colgate the thing. and Arkansas is like first one to hundred wins. Yep. That could be a tricky game. Maybe Eastern Washington gives Kansas a scare because KU's got the some COVID issues. Yeah. Same thing with Ohio and Virginia because Virginia's got some COVID issues too. So that could be a couple thirteen fours to look out for. Um, I never doubt Rick Pitino in the NCAA tournament. It's going to be tough against Alabama, but <laughs> but I'm just saying, who knows? This season, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, it's going to be an interesting tournament. Obviously, it all ha- takes place in the great state of Indiana. Uh, the first four games, which feature a couple interesting matchups with uh, Michigan State, UCLA in one of those, Wichita State and Drake in another, uh, along with a couple 16-seed games. Um, they'll start Thursday, uh, March 18th, coming up here. Uh, two games at IU, two games at Purdue, and then the whole tournament begins on Friday uh, with games at IU, Purdue, Lucas Oil Stadium, Bankers Life Fieldhouse, the IUPUI Gymnasium, and Hinkle Fieldhouse, home of the Butler Bulldogs. The Gators are kicking off the round of 64, so they can be the first team to get eliminated <laughs> from, that, from well, that round. Right, yeah. Technically the fir- fifth team overall, but the first team – in of the, the round real of, 64, tur- of the real yeah. tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Mizzou plays on Saturday at 7.25 p.m., so they'll be like the 28th team eliminated from the tournament. So that's great. Yeah. It's better than my Better position. than first. We're not the first. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So yeah, right. looking forward to it. It's been two years. Yep. It's good to have it back. I know. You forgot you almost forgot what you uh, you know forgot what it what felt like last you know, last year. Cause no, I did forget what it felt like because it didn't happen. Yeah, the whole world, the whole <laughs> world you know it. You don't realize what you got until it's gone, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh yeah, it was tough not having it last year. We were doing this podcast on Zoom. It was weird. Um but yeah, it should be fun. Should be fun. So uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Uh, we'll be back this time next week to examine what is left of our brackets. Um, the first two rounds will be, <laughs> we'll have the Sweet 16 set by the time we record this next podcast. Yeah. Um, and also in the time of the next podcast, Northridge Football will have a new head coach. So we'll be talking about that a little bit as well. So. Stay tuned for that next week, and uh, spring sports will be getting starting up as well. So it uh, should be a fun podcast uh, next week. We'll, we'll, we'll talk then. 